And we really, really have to master the intentionality that comes with release, whether it's chosen or thrust upon us to create the life that we want to have, to make the seemingly impossible things inevitable, to live our fullest expression, our most fully aligned life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about the power and importance of release to create space for the things that we want. So this time of year is a great time to look at leaving behind what no longer serves us. That said, you do not have to do this at the end of each calendar year. You can do this any time that you want. And I am actually thinking of two forms of release that I have done around this time for the last couple of years, one by choice and one definitely not by choice. Going back to 2021, when I knew that I was going to leave Colorado, that I wanted to move home to New Mexico so that I could be closer to family. I missed the color, the culture, the food. I missed the desert. The desert is just to me a very magical place and and such wild and beautiful things grow in such unforgiving conditions. And I just knew that I wanted to come home and I had ended a two and a half year relationship. And in ending that relationship, I had really started to see just how off track my life was and how low my self-worth and my sense of self had fallen. And to give a little bit of context for anyone who's new to me, I went through a very challenging seven-year period at that time, which started with a sudden and traumatic loss. My very recent ex-boyfriend at the time committed suicide that just leveled me, left me with PTSD. The PTSD led me into an abusive relationship with a drug addict. And all of that led to a slew of health issues from dysphagia, the inability to swallow, to panic attacks, to adrenal fatigue, severe back and hip pain, ended up filing bankruptcy. My business died a slow death. Like I just, I went through a massive, massive rock bottom, series of rock bottoms. And before that, before my loss, before all of this started, I was in a really good place. So 2014, everything but my relationship was really great. I loved my business. I loved what we were doing. I was making great money. I had an incredible team that did most everything for me. I was in amazing shape. I was training for a half marathon. I was eating incredibly clean. I was nerding out about nutrition. I was checking things off my Colorado bucket list, which I highly recommend anywhere you live, even if you don't plan on leaving. Make a bucket list. Go see all the sites. Why not? And I was happy. I was very happy. I felt very much like me. I was learning new things. Like so many good things were happening. I was on this trajectory. And granted, the relationship that I was in was not perfect and ultimately was very traumatic because when it ended, there was a bit of stalking and then there was suicide. But I felt like as a whole, my life was on this upward trajectory and it had been. I had been working really hard to get my life in order and then just crashed and burned and ended up in the metaphorical gutter. After the loss, the PTSD, the trauma, the abusive relationship, the health issues, the business 
flailing, the bankruptcy, I was a shell of a person. And I was starting to take steps to get my life back together, to feel more like myself. I had the best year in business that I ever had. I moved myself to the mountains. I got the rig, the forerunner. I started camping more. I started being outside. And I got into a relationship with somebody who didn't have an abusive, manipulative bone in their body, but was very unavailable. And that was the relationship that I was in that I ended in 2021. And after ending that, through a series of events, I realized I was able to see that I had been on this upward trajectory and that even though I was taking steps up in my business and my life and my relationship, I was doing that from the bottom of the bottom. Like I had bottomed out after suicide loss, after the abusive relationship, after everything that I went through, bottomed out. But I was, so I was taking steps. I was making better choices, but from down here, not from where I had been before. And I really realized that I had lost so much of myself in all the relationships, all the trauma, and that I, I felt like a worthless piece of crap. I felt like I didn't deserve any better. I was fighting for crumbs of crumbs in my last relationship, and it was unhealthy. I didn't like what I was doing in my business. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was here to do fully. I didn't want to be living where I was living anymore. And so 2021 was a year of getting really clear on who do I want to be, like deciding that I'm going to live my life for me. I'm going to live my life the way that I feel called to live my life, not what anyone else wants from me, certainly not a partner. Like I'm going to leave this season behind, like this season is coming to a close. And that was a decision that I made. And in that decision, I made the choice to move back home. And that wouldn't happen until February of 22. But I spent the last part of 2021 releasing. I did not want to take literally anything to New Mexico that did not feel like me, that did not feel aligned, did not make me happy, that felt like an old me, that felt like holding on to the past that was something that somebody gave me that wasn't in my life anymore, that didn't really feel like mine. Like there were certainly some things that I kept that were technically from past partners, but felt more like mine than they felt like a gift from them. And I did this epic purge, epic purge. I sold and donated 90% of my stuff, if not more, just got it out. I didn't want it anymore. I didn't want to carry that energy with me. And to reset, I felt like I had to reduce my life to zero. It was something that I read in one of Stephen Cope's books. And in reducing my life to zero, it also felt like clearing the clutter and clearing space, not just physically, energetically, emotionally, in my life clearing this space that had been filled with so much that didn't feel right for me that I had just been toting around from apartment to apartment, relationship to relationship. And I knew that I wanted to be very, very intentional with what I created once I got to New Mexico. I realized that fall and winter that I wanted to find a camper and live in a camper and use that as a stepping stone to finding land and living off grid. And I knew I was going to go home. I was going to live in guest rooms and I was going to find a camper and that was going to be small. 
So part of it was not having space, but the biggest part of it was to release, to do this very intentional cleansing so that I could create space, so that I could just be free of all that energetic weight. And not everybody believes that things carry energy. I do. I mean, everything is energy and energy is everything in this world. And that is true of our belongings. And some of that is the energy that we intentionally infuse them with. And some of that is just the energy that they hold. And I was so aggressive about this release because it was so important to me. It felt so important to me. There were so many people that were like, oh, put it in storage. You might change your mind. Like, what do you mean you only have three shirts and a couple pairs of pants? Like, you could sell all of this, like hold on to it. And it was like, it needs to be gone before I leave. I don't want to carry anything with me that does not belong for who I am now and who I'm becoming. I even, back to the hardcore point, got my hair cut (laughs) before I left town. I wanted all the split ends and all the old energy just gone. And I did. I had very few possessions. I had very little clothing. I, I, had very little stuff when I got to New Mexico. And that was so important for me. And I am not suggesting that everybody do that. That might resonate for you. That might feel like, wow, I really need and want to do that. But I would recommend when you are getting clear on a new evolution, when you are getting clear on how you want your life, your way of being, your relationships, your career, anything to change, What do you have physically that ties you to the old ways of being? What are you carrying around that doesn't genuinely belong on you, with you, in your space going forward, that doesn't actually align you with who you want to be? Alignment is such an important part of this work. I've said before, it's the first module in Actualize, our purpose program. Because you have to come into alignment with yourself. And this is a process of aligning. That's what I was doing to align where there is often release. It's not just turning and pointing in a different direction and going after something. It is feeling fully aligned in every sense of the word. That starts internally. That's why we do our deeper healing and clearing work. That's why we do the subconscious reprogramming and we understand our winning strategies and we learn to step outside of it. It's why we get clear on our personality type and our unique energetics and all of these parts and pieces, understanding our purpose and our callings. That work is so important. That internal work comes first. That is what I did in the summer before beginning to reduce my life to zero as I got really clear on who I was, really clear on where I was out of alignment. I did an excessive, not for me, but probably to most people, amount of process work, amount of healing work. I worked really hard to heal on that deeper level. And then the next step was to create space, was to look around and say, this is not the home that I want to live in. This is not the town that I want to be in. These are not the shoes that I want to wear. These are not the clothes that I ever plan on putting on again. This is not the end table that belongs where I am going. And it seems materialistic. And it's not. It's about making space I was so thorough about this that I got rid of things that I would need when I got here. A hamper, (laughs) a pot, like things that when I really tuned in from an energetic aligned space, I didn't want those coming with me. 
And sometimes it was really clear. Sometimes it was just like, I got to live in a camper, therefore I don't need all these side tables and bookshelves and whatever else. And some of it was, I couldn't have said why this pot just isn't coming with me. This pot has been in too many relationships and old places and cooked meals that I never want to cook again. And I, I don't feel like many people understood what I was doing, but I did. And that's what mattered. And sometimes when we're in that period of release, it won't make sense to other people, especially people who want to hoard um, positively or negatively, who want to keep things, who love to collect things, who know that you could sell that down the road if you were just willing to hang on to it for a little bit longer. Discernment. For me, release. The end of 2021 meant everything goes that does not feel aligned for me. I don't care if I have one shirt, one pair of underwear, and some boots <laughs> when it comes time to leave. I will not take anything with me that does not feel aligned. And I did such a thorough job of that. I went through every bin, every box, every little thing. And there were some sweet memories in some boxes that I could just feel intuitively. I don't need to hold on to this anymore. This is not a thing that I I need to keep. I need to carry with me. I need to remember. I can release it. And I was very intentional about making sure things went to good homes or were donated if they could be. And just going through every nook and cranny of my life and clearing everything out. And even moving into the camper, something that I said to my partner as we were getting to move in, I said it was really important to me that we're intentional about every single thing we bring in here, every single thing, because that was important for me. And that's still important, that everything is built intentionally. And when we get more intentional about what we're building and what it looks like to have that, we also get intentional about what doesn't belong anymore. And release opens space. Releasing people, experiences, containers, offerings, aspects of our work and personality, actual material possessions, releasing beliefs and thoughts and traumas and emotions that have been stored. All of this release opens space. And there is a reason that in all manifestation practices, whether they're very woo-woo and spiritual or they're grounded or they're somewhere in between, Decluttering is a big part of manifestation, of bringing something into form in our reality. That is how we define manifestation on the show, is making something real in our sphere, in our world, in our experience. To make things real, to especially the big, seemingly impossible things, that requires spaciousness. There has to be room for that to come in. And sometimes that's physically. Sometimes that's energetically and emotionally. We have to declutter. And so any time that I am going through a process of leveling up, expanding, making changes, going after the seemingly impossible, whatever it might be, decluttering always happens first. And I did that at the end of last year as well. And I just, when I decide I'm stepping into something new, And even the end of the year for me, again, it doesn't have to be the end of a calendar year. It doesn't have to be the end of the month. It can be whenever. Whenever you feel like you're crossing a threshold into what's new, decluttering is such a beautiful way of honoring that so intentionally, of really being aligned with on a deep cellular level. This is who I'm becoming. This is what I'm creating. What doesn't belong here? 
what relationships are no longer aligned, what experiences, what clients, what offerings, what aspects of my work and my life and my home and my space do not belong. And you don't have to be as aggressive and thorough as I was. There are certainly times where I have decluttered intentionally and more slowly, where I know that the things must go and new things must come in, but I'll take my time to do that. Or I will sit in the emptiness of the decluttering before I really intentionally bring new things in and take care and time and letting go of spaces and people and relationships and things like that. So what I did in 2021 was very necessary for me and and very cleansing and healing and freeing. And it opened space in my life for me to be able to live and move differently. So that was one that I chose. And then end of 2022, I lost both of my cats, my sweet boys who I loved and love so much, who were with me for 15 and 12 years, respectively, who were my world and at levels that I didn't even realize until they were gone. I did not realize how much I centered myself and my thinking and my way of being and the way I lived my life and the choices that I made around them, their safety, their health, their happiness. And some of the release periods that we go through are thrust upon us. They might be expected. My older cat was more expected. He was declining from kidney and liver disease. So I had been preparing for that for a few years. Whereas my younger cat, it was very sudden and unexpected. I, I thought I'd have him for another 10 years. And it it was a clearing and a release that I did not want and was not ready for. And I bring that up on this episode because there is the intentional piece for both. There is release that we choose consciously, intentionally. It's what's right for us. It's about alignment. It's about creating space. And there is the release that is forced upon us, but that we, we can't avoid. We can't avoid either of them, honestly. We can know that we need to release something and not do it because we're afraid or we don't want to. And that will continue to clutter us up energetically, literally, actually, emotionally, mentally. So it's something that we have to do once we know that we need to do it, that it's what's right. And sometimes we put it off, but we have to do it. When it comes to the releases that are thrust on us, that can be losing a job, losing a loved one or a pet. It can be the end of a lease and they're not letting you renew or moving across country, leaving a place behind. It can be divorce that was not wanted. It can be illness that was not chosen. Either way, there is a release that we must intentionally move through. Because if we don't, we're going to get stuck. We're going to get stagnated by it. I did not want to lose either of my boys. I was far more prepared for one, the older one, but still did not want that. And losing both of them five days apart at the end of last year and into the new year, oof, was that a release that I did not want, but that I walked through and that I have... Gosh, I have opened to so much beauty in my life, to so many new and different things and experiences that it became time for 
because of what was happening in my life, but also because of the space, the void that my boys left. And when we resist release because we're grieving, we're traumatized by it, we just don't want to think about it, we want things to go back to the way that they were, we stagnate. We stagnate. And even though there is space that's been created, it can't be filled by better and different, at least not nearly as easily, because we are still holding on to energetically, emotionally, literally, the things that we've already lost, that we already need to release, move through release with. And release on things that we have not chosen comes down to our emotions and our processing, means accepting what has happened, what is happening. And acceptance does not mean that we are happy about it, that we are pro it going on. It means that we are not in resistance to it. When we accept, we are not fighting against, we are not resisting, we are not denying, we are simply being with what is. And in being with what is, we can allow it to suck as much as it sucks. We can allow it to be hard and horrible. We can be angry. We can be grief-stricken, devastatingly heartbroken and sad. We can feel alone and terrified. When we accept it, we're confronted with the emotions that come with it, with the release, with the loss, with the change and transition. And when we can accept it, then we can heal through it. And that doesn't mean that it happens instantly. That doesn't mean that we don't carry that grief with us for the rest of our lives. I will grieve my boys forever. They have been such a significant, important part of my life. And I loved them so much as many pet owners or people who have lost family members understand that grief, it's not just a window of time. The grief is always there. We learn to carry it and hold it and relate to it differently as time passes, but we still grieve. So when we accept that the release happened or is happening, then we're confronted with the emotional experience that comes with that. And when we're confronted with that, if we're willing to process in real time, to feel our feelings without the stories, to continually accept despite being confronted with these painful, overwhelming emotional experiences, we move it out of our body. That means it's not taking up space, cluttering up, our body, our nervous system, our emotional states. It's not weighing us down and holding us back. It's heavy and it's hard, but it's moving out of us because we are feeling and processing in real time. It's so important because it keeps the space open. And we might not be ready to fill that space. That might not be an option. I am certainly not going to run out and get new cats. (laughs) That's not happening. And when we lose a relationship, that doesn't mean that we run out and we fill that space. It doesn't mean that right away the right person shows up. If we lose the job, that doesn't mean that the perfect job appears. But there's more space for it too. We're not holding on to the old and allowing that to energetically take up space, even though it's no longer part of our life. And we're not allowing our emotions to stack and store and build up inside of us, which also clutter our energetic field our frequency. And it keeps us from being present because we don't want to we don't want to face what's going on, what's different, and then we don't see the new possibilities and opportunities. I could be surprised and delighted by a pet that shows up on our front stoop. I don't know. 
but I wouldn't be open to what's next if I wasn't willing to process and grieve throughout all of this. And it's not easy. Sometimes the release is this expansive spaciousness that we're consciously, intentionally creating. And sometimes it is this intentional trudging through emotions and challenging experiences and feelings that we don't want to feel because we don't want this space. We don't want this release, but we're faced with it. And both forms of release open us. I did not want to lose my boys. I would be happy to still be organizing my life around at least one of them for the next decade. Happy to. And that's what I was planning to do. And I am embracing the space that has been opened in my life. My partner, when we met, we were long distance. Not having the boys to worry about made that travel easier. Even living in the camper is easier. There's more ease and spaciousness because I don't have to stress and worry about them when it gets crazy stupid hot in the summer and the AC blows a circuit breaker. I don't have to worry about them escaping and getting out into the mountains, which we're so close to. And I'm able to look at life with more spaciousness. We can travel as much as we want for as long as we want, and we don't have to worry. And the duality of that breaks my heart. I miss them so much. I would be happy to be worried about them right now. I would be happy for camper living to be stressful because there were two or one cats that I have to worry about getting out, getting too hot, whatever. Happy. So there's grief in that. It reminds me every time of the loss and there is gratitude. I can appreciate the space that I have in my life now. The freedom I have, a freedom I have, I haven't had in 15 years. I haven't had ever in my life. I'm able to lean into the possibilities and the opportunities and what's next. I'm able to see the gifts that come from that release. And that does not mean that I'm glad that they died. Grief and gratitude can be very conflicting duality emotions. I get that. Even in chosen releases, there's grief and gratitude. There's always spaciousness. And we really, really have to master the intentionality that comes with release, whether it's chosen or thrust upon us to create the life that we want to have, to make the seemingly impossible things inevitable, to live our fullest expression, our most fully aligned life. We are going to lose things. We are going to need to let go of things, people, things, spaces, places. Sometimes that will be a choice and it will be exciting and beautiful and happy. Sometimes it will be a choice and it will be full of grief and it will be challenging. will be pulling our way through the whole thing. And sometimes loss is thrust upon us, release is thrust upon us, and we have to navigate through something that we didn't choose, weren't prepared for, or were prepared for, but are still grieving from. We have to be intentional about that. Release does not mean forgetting about, especially when it's thrust upon us. It means actively releasing versus holding on to versus allowing it to continue taking up space in our nervous system and our lives and our headspace and our energy and our emotions. We have to do that process work. We have to move it out. All of this creates space and possibility. That's my invitation to you at the end of this calendar year during what is for many people a down period. 
between the holidays and the new year. What do you not want to carry forward? What is no longer aligned for you? What are your intentions for the new year? What would you like this coming year to look like? And if you're listening to this at a different time of year, this coming week, this coming month, tomorrow, the rest of the day, does not have to happen on a notable calendar milestone. What's your intention for what's coming next? Who do you want to be inside of that? What can be decluttered? What needs to be decluttered? Your emotions, your nervous system, your traumas. What are you holding on to that needs to be released or is already gone that you have to accept and process through? Allowing that to create space and understanding that even when you start to find the joy and the beauty in that space, you may still have grief and frustration. How can you allow all of that? Because the more that we declutter, the more often that we declutter, the more intentional we are with release, with creating space, with accepting and moving through and allowing the the right things, the next things to come into our lives, the more rapidly we create what it is that we want. It doesn't mean it happens overnight. That doesn't mean it's easy and it's not without heartache and grief. That doesn't mean that there aren't still challenges that we have to navigate, systemic or otherwise. It means that we have the space. We're intentional. We're not cluttered in any way. What can be decluttered in your life right now that would help you create the space in all forms of that word to align with, become, call in, What's right for you? And how will you do that? What can be done today? And what will take a little bit of time and how can you start putting that into motion? And where do you need support with processing to release something that isn't there for you to hold on to anymore? If you need support, please check the show notes for resources and ways to work with us on processor acupressure work. And we will be back soon with another video. 